So there you are. You awake. Not in that gentle stirring that sometimes we have to wake up to a new morning. But no, this is the one that shakes your bones to the core. And it startles you and it gives you that moment of where am I? And you find yourself in a field. And you feel very alone. More alone than you've ever felt before. And you realize that the only living things around are pigs. And you can't smell that because you smell so bad. And you've smelled that way for so long, you don't even smell it anymore. And you're hungry. Not I need a snack hungry. Famine hungry. Wealthy people are rationing their food hungry and you are not wealthy. You have nothing. No one will give you anything. And you look at those pigs with jealousy. You want what they have. Pigs. Things are so bad, you've hit such bottom, you have no idea what happens next. And you ask that question that you have to ask is, how did I get here? But you remember. You remember how you got here. You went to your father. And you said, I want my inheritance now. I would rather you dead and me rich than be under your house any longer. And even though the son deserved nothing, and I think we could all agree, he got half. You got half. And at the time, the younger son would have gotten a third. But no, for some reason, this gracious and loving father gave half. And then you squandered every penny, chasing those things you thought would bring you joy and peace. And now you're here. Your eyes are open for the first time in a very long time. You can see, you can hear, and you finally have that clarity to think to yourself, what am I going to do now? And you start thinking about this master plan. You thought about that father. Well, he was so gracious and mercifully gave me that thing I didn't deserve, so surely maybe I could get back to him. And you thought about his hired servants and how they are far above the pigs that you're jealous of. So just, just his table scraps would be plenty and would be welcome. Maybe, maybe if I have the right sales pitch, if I have the right begging, I can get him to make me one of his servants in his household. Maybe, just maybe, I could earn back his favor. He said, okay, I'm going home. 
And you might be crawling or walking at a very slow pace as your sandals are falling apart and you're barely clothed and you're in pain from trying to labor to to make it through and that all you've been through for these past few months or years and you're walking and finally you start to see that familiar place of home and there he is, your father. And so you start to rehearse that thing you're going to say to your dad. You're going to say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned against heaven and you. I have sinned against God and you, my good Father. Please, I beg you, just make me a hired hand. And you even, though it would be a huge insult as if you possibly could think, maybe if I work for you the rest of my life, I can pay my debt to you as if you could and the rest of your life pay back what your father worked his whole life to have to give you. And then you see something. He's running. The patriarch, a nobleman who never runs, is running to you and you freeze. You're in disbelief. And about the time it clicks, what does he do? He wraps his arms around you and he kisses your neck with tears in his eyes saying, what was lost now is found. My child has returned to me. He doesn't let you give your sales pitch. And as if that isn't enough, he can't smell the filth because he's blinded by his love and mercy for you. And what does he do while you're in shock? He says to his servants, go get one of my finest robes. Clothe my beloved. Put sandals on my child's feet. Give me them rings on their fingers and go and prepare the fattened calf for a feast. I have been spending time with God and His Word and I've been looking at this Rembrandt painting of the Father's love and I I'm trying to understand this type of love. In 8 o'clock this morning, I got very, very emotional just thinking about that time with God, trying to understand His love for us. You see, this is a redemption story. This is a story of renewal and hope like we can't even fathom. This is not something we're used to, especially on this earth, but I had this amazing thought in my head. I said, all of that happens. I'm that child sitting at the table, having experienced love that is so foreign to me, and I was expecting a a lecture at best and denial and complete rejection, most likely, and yet I'm sitting at a feast in my father's house. And I thought about going to bed that night having slept in a field with pigs, and now I'm in my own bed, the bed my father kept for me, in the room that he had for me. And I thought to myself, now what is next? What's going to happen when I wake up tomorrow? And I found myself 
thinking those things and I shouldn't be thinking those things. We all do that, don't we? We go, okay, I wake up this next morning, now I got to go make sure I go find my dad and he's going to give me a, a list of things that I can do to help. I'm going to start to build my life back up. I probably better go see my brother and try and make things right with him. The whole community knows what I did, so I'm going to have to try and write my... Stop it. How many hours could I be in the mercy and love in the arms of my father before I had to move on? Hours, right? And I thought to myself, what would happen if we lived as if we were loved the way the father loves us? What would happen if we define ourselves by being that child that's felt that kind of love? The, the love of a father that runs to us when no one runs like that. The father that gave me far more than I deserved and showed mercy that is frankly transformative. You see, it starts with forgiveness. You see, fa the Father in this story is our Father God. And you heard earlier today, He forgives not some of, but all of those sins. And that is just the beginning. You see, we see in this story the compassion and grace of this Father. And we see how it can transform a life. But this is about you and me. It doesn't matter how far we go when we come home. We receive this gift of mercy, and even if we can't understand it, it is ours nonetheless. And I tell you what, we get to live brand new. When we rise from the waters of baptism, we're starting that new life. We are home with the Father, and He is calling us His own. We are robed, we are shooed, we have rings on our fingers, and He is called our very own. What if we lived every day like that? Greg Finke talks about the intuitive life. The word intuitive means using or based on what one believes to be true, even without reason. The, the love of the Father is really, really unreasonable. Nobody would have ever guessed that Father would run. Nobody would never have guessed that he didn't have conditions for that son to return to his home. He would, we would never think about that. But to live the intuitive life is to live instinctively. What if your instincts told you every day when you woke up, I am a son or a daughter of the king, that is who I am? What if unconsciously, when you interacted with the world, you did it as someone with those rings on your finger, the righteousness in your heart, filled by the Holy Spirit, and automatically, you shared the mercy and grace your father has with you with the rest of the world? That's the intuitive you see, none of this is possible without God's mercy and grace. We have such a good, good father, and you could never possibly deserve it, but he still runs to you. And when we receive a gift like that, when we are loved like that and we finally come to know it, we realize what we have, but we realize how many people don't have it. Can't you think about those other people that are still sitting with the pigs? 
that are broken and lost and lonely and hopeless. But what's amazing about our God is he uses prodigal sons and daughters to reach the others. Those that are lo- have been lost and those that now have been found, we know what it's like to be lost and we know what it's like to be found. I think about the Apostle Paul. I think about the woman at the well that went and told everybody in her village about the love that Jesus shared with her, the forgiveness, knowing all that she had done. I think about Zacchaeus. And salvation comes to an house, and having seen the love and mercy of God through Jesus Christ, everything changed. I said it earlier, but we rise from our baptism. And it brings us home with the Father. And I love this. For those that need hope and redemption, wherever hope and redemption are needed, Greg Finke says, you can be sure of this. Jesus is present and working nearby. In other words, the kingdom of God is near. My friends, you know someone that's with the pigs. Sometimes to open our eyes, even being blind for a long time, it takes something that difficult. It could take something really, really hard, something we don't understand, but when your eyes open, and if you've been through this like I have, when your eyes open, you see the Father. Someone out there could be right there where you've been lost, and you could be right next to them to help them be found. So I ask the question later, what happens when I wake up the next morning? I don't go anywhere. I don't think anything until I think about what just happened. And me, I think about how badly I need to go up to someone and say, say, let me tell you about my father. Let me tell you about what he's done. Let me tell you about forgiveness. Let me tell you about belonging. Let me tell you about true, true Don't just hear about it for me because it's also true for you. So what we need to do is we need to celebrate. We don't need to calculate. We don't need to clarify. We don't even need to understand that love. Trust me, we can't. But you can lose yourself in the joy of knowing that you are a child of God. And one of the best things is we get to gather here as those that have returned, those that were lost, those that now have been found, and we get to be together with one another, and we get to celebrate. And we get to be with that Father that loves us. We get to celebrate together, and we gather so we can remember and celebrate nothing we've done, but everything He did, does, and will continue to do for us. And we get to hear who Jesus told us in this parable, who the Father is And that is exactly God's plan and what he's doing to grow his kingdom on earth. The kingdom of God, that is the redemptive presence and activity of God in human lives, has come into the world to work out the mission of God, the redeeming and restoring of human lives to the kingdom of God through the people of God, the prodigal sons and daughters to do the redemptive presence and activity of God made tangible to the other 
human beings. We can't be the Father. But the Father lives and reigns in and through us. We get to be the mercy and grace that's been shown to us to other people. Can you believe it? That is what it means to join Jesus on his mission. And Greg Finke gives us a very simple five mission practices of what it means to show this mercy and grace. When we wake up in the morning, seek his will, seek his kingdom. Remember this story of the Father's love for you. Remember that we came home, and even if we stray again, we can keep coming home to the Father and hearing His words of forgiveness. We can hear His word in Scripture. We can hear how this gift of forgiveness is possible through His Son, Jesus, that died for you and me, and we can talk with people. It's that simple. We can shine that light. We can be those people that are loved that much. And then we can tell other people they're loved that much. And we can serve them. We can do good. We can do good things to help them feel our love. And best of all, we can pray with them. Even people that don't pray, even people that don't know what prayer is, even people that don't believe in prayer, when we pray with them, when we tell them that our Father is so, so good, and no matter how filthy they are or have been, He welcomes them home as His child. If you pray over someone that doesn't know the Father and doesn't know the Son and doesn't know the Holy Spirit, when you pray these types of words, when you speak about this type of love over them, they are going to be moved with God's help. And above all else, you have the Holy Spirit guiding you. You've been lost, but now are found. So there you are alive. And when you wake up, you find yourself in the Father's home. You remember. You see that robe that he put around your filthy body. You see the sandals sitting there that he put on your feet. You see the rings that he gave you to make sure everyone knows how loved you are. And you see and you feel having been so hungry before, that full stomach of love. There you are in the Father's home, fully forgiven and fully loved. Need I say any more? Amen.